Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. Luis, bro. The sneaky guy. Snuck in again. I don't know what keeps happening here. I don't know if it's we're leaving our doors unlocked or what the hell, but no, Luis has become a permanent part of the show. Um, it's good to have you on here. You know, it's good to have somebody to share some some experience with. It's a learning thing for you. You said the other day you wanted to start your own podcast at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, somebody figure- told me how to podcast podcast voice you probably do because you don't have a fucking face for tv (laughs) (laughs) you know you definitely have a radio face (laughs) but no um so anyways it's good to have you on again so today we're gonna talk about you know kind of picking yourself up you know and and dusting yourself off and moving forward because all too often a lot of us what we'll do is we'll we'll go down this path and we'll keep pushing and pushing and pushing we'll hit some resistance and we'll and most of the time we'll shove through it but there's sometimes you you just hit a hole And when you hit that hole, you fall into it and you look up and you say, fuck this, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And you wash your hands of it and you go back and retreat and you go back into the basic things that you always did before, you know, the comfortable things. And and that's something that I think a lot of people that, you know, your average human beings do that. I think everybody does. Everybody does it at some point. Mm -hmm. But it's those that choose to stop doing it or at some point something clicks where they say, I can't keep doing this shit. I, I invest too much time, too much effort into failing that I've got to take my licks and take my lessons and move on. And sometimes the licks and lessons are getting out of what it is you do. You know, if you're if you're an aspiring actress or actor and you go to Hollywood and you say, I'm going to do this. You know, I, I dropped mm-hmm. out of college. I'm going to make it work. But you've spent 10 years of your life and you haven't made it work. You have to keep picking yourself back up. And push him forward, but eventually you have to analyze and say, is this the right decision for me? Is this where my talents are best used? You know, because I have no business acting, but if I aspire to go to Hollywood and be an actor, could I become one? I suppose. But is it where my best <laughs> is it where the the best usage of my talents? I mean, the fact of the matter is, is I'm better at speaking with people. I'm better at doing things like podcasting and, and, you know, I do really well at sales and organizing oh, yeah. things and helping people like that's where my strengths are, you know? So one of the things we're taught when we're growing up and, and maybe some people are going to disagree with this and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but when you're growing up, you're always told you can do whatever you want, you know, you can, but you got to put in the work for you it. Got to put in the work. <clears throat> and that's the thing is sometimes we don't channel our work to the point where it needs to be in order to make it happen. You know, if you're an aspiring, I want to be in the NBA, you know, you need to do the right drills to get into the NBA. Don't go over and and practice skeet shooting three hours a day for the, for half your life and then say, all right, I'm ready to shoot baskets now. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you've got to go in and you've got to do the right activities in order to make it happen. You know, so going back to the aspiring actor or actress, you have to do the right activities to get to the point where you're, you're a person that fits that role, you know? You can do whatever you want to do as long as the activities are put in place and the activities are proper, you know, and that that could be something that starts at a young age, you know, like right now, my my kids, I can identify certain talents or certain things they're good at just by watching them. You know, my son loves to kick stuff, footballs, basketballs. If it's round, he's going to kick it and trust. Uh, yeah, I've been kicked several times by my son, <laughs> <laughs> but I can identify that and say, okay, he's good at kicking stuff, so maybe we're going to keep working on things like soccer and drills like that Mm -hmm. to help him improve and sharpen those skills. But he may hit an age and say, I don't want to kick shit anymore. I just want to go fast. 
you know, and so now we have to change and we have to go back to different drills. But some of the things we aspire to do, at one point in time, you were a business owner. Oh, yeah. And being a business owner is difficult. Everybody looks at business owners and they're like, I can do that. Really? Then get up and fucking do it. Because most people can't. The discipline that it takes in order to do that, people don't want to risk. Because it's too easy to say, I can do that, but I'm going to go over here and do what I know and just live my life normal. You know, being a business owner or getting into owning a business is a very, very risky job, which you know. Yeah, and which I've you've been, been through. Done. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the things that, that we're talking about today is going out there and figuring out, you know, the risk versus reward. I mean, being a business owner, did you enjoy it? I did because I was, um, you know, I like to travel like anybody else does. Yeah. Um, I don't like sitting in one spot for too long. So that got me out of the, you know, that got me out of the box right. that I was in with that company I was working with. Right. Wanted to work for myself, um, build, you know, my own little empire. Yeah. Something for my kids to hold on to when I'm gone. Um and, legacy. Yeah. Well, you know, my own little legacy. Right. What I thought was, was good for me. Um, well, and the thing is, so let's go back to something you said. You said, I got sick of working for the person I was working for. And a lot of times, as people, we wake up in the morning, what do we do? We go to our shitty job that we hate, and we look at the people that we can't stand, and we watch the clock, and we wait till the clock ticks to whatever time it is we're getting off, and then we go home, and our miserable self that we spend in misery all day goes home and does what? Spends time with our family. Mm -hmm. We're already fucking miserable to begin with. So the thought of owning your own business. Did you ever look around and, and look at things and say, shit, I could do this? Oh, and, yeah. And that's that's kind of what helped trickle into looking into it more and eventually executing and, and starting your own business, correct? Right. Well, I had a family member that was doing it mm -hmm. and saw that how how he did it. And I was like, man, I could do that. I could I could you know, build my own company from, from this little, little step of doing it in my own. Right. And then I could eventually uh, make it grow, hire employees, and then sit back and, and manage it. Mm -hmm. And so progressing forward, you got going, you got your equipment going, you got everything in place that you needed to have in place in order to start your business, and boom, you hit the gates and you're running, you were making a million dollars a year, right? No, I was making about, you know, like, Twenty thousand a month, right? But that was fifteen thousand more dollars a month than what I was originally earning. Well, and the other thing I was getting at was the fact that you don't just start a business and instantly you're no, you're, you're off not and you're instantly running. a millionaire. Right? You have expenses. I mean, you have to find savings. Balance. Yeah, you have to find balance. You have to buy equipment. You gotta, you know, it doesn't matter what your business is. I mean, eventually you you're either investing a lot of time or a lot of money or a lot of money in time. Right. You know? And that's what becomes a little more difficult where people don't necessarily have the ability to do all that, you know. But the fact of the matter is if you want it bad enough, you can make it happen, right? That is true. You know, at the beginning we talked about saying that you can do whatever you want when you grow up. You can do whatever you want as long as you commit to the things you have to do to get there. Right. So that's what you did. You started a business and then you had a an accident that set you way back, you know. Put you in a situation. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, I had an accident that set me back. Um, you know, I had an accident. I was doing a hotshot trucking company. Okay. What is hotshot for the people hot that shot. don't know? Hotshot, um, it's basically, um, I had a Dodge Dually 3500. Mm -hmm. It's a truck, 30-foot uh, flatbed. 
You uh, transport loads off of load boards for companies Mm -hmm. across the United States. So basically it's like U-ship to some degree. Yeah. If you have a car that needs to go somewhere, maybe an HVAC unit, it's you could have a variety of items on that flatbed. It's not necessarily cars every time or necessarily HVAC units. It's something that they don't quite need a semi, but they need to get it from point A to point B. Right. Gotcha. And so now going out and doing some hot shot trucking, I would assume that part of your job was, okay, I'm going to end up in Pensacola, Florida this weekend, and I need to find a load somewhere between Pensacola and here in order to make it worth going there and coming back. So you're planning ahead and, oh, yes. and picking your loads and bidding on things and everything else. Now, did you have someone that helped you do that? Because that sounds like a full-time job in itself. See, I was stepping into it. So I was, you know, I was, I wanted to do it. Yeah. I knew where I wanted to go. Um, but I was using a dispatcher and being, I basically subcontracted underneath his company. Gotcha. Um, just to get my feet wet. Right. So that's where I wanted to start. And so you're rolling, you're you're on the highway, you're seeing beautiful parts of the country, but you have deadlines, right? Things have to get somewhere by a certain time. Oh, yeah. I mean, normally I would hopefully have loads dropped off depending on how far they were because you can only drive a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would either have loads dropped off the next day, a couple days. It just depends on how far how far it was and how, how long it took you to drive there. Right. So people were coming... They were dumping their loads on you when they would arrive somewhere. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> they so they'd come dump their load, and you would take that load to the next spot, and then you would. You, there was an expectation either you hung around for a couple of days or you you picked up another load, and then you moved to the next spot. No, right? no hanging around. I would. So you're constantly rolling. I would basically drop off a load, mm-hmm. dead tired, um, go off duty, mm-hmm. and then go pick up another load. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go pick up another load and then, uh, you know, rest and uh-huh. then go deliver that load after my resting period was up. Now, that's a pretty heavily re- regulated regiment, too, oh, right? Yeah, because by you have DOT to sleep. Each state. Yeah. So yeah. you have to have licenses. You have to sleep a certain amount of time. So now, fast forward, you figured some of these things out. You're starting to run efficiently. You're, you're going, and boom, you have an accident. Yep. Unfortunately, I had an accident in uh, Trinidad, Colorado. Mm-hmm. It was like three o'clock in the morning, ice on the road, uh, coming around a bend, and there was a deer trying to cross the road. Um, We're talking about a Colorado deer now. We're not talking about these little coyote-looking things that they have in Tennessee. Mm-mm. We're talking about a beefy, a big boy. okay, two hundred, two hundred fifty-pound deer, probably. Uh, probably. Okay. He, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I mean, he had horns, so it was a male. Yeah. Um, so Bambi's dad was out there in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, I had Bambi, no idea what Bambi. the hell he was yeah. doing. Yeah, he's all grown up now. Right, right. But um, you know, I released the gas pedal, um, and the load pushed my my back end up from underneath me. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to counter steer out of it as I was whipping, you know, coming around out of the counter, um, out of the uh, the spit, you know, the jackknife that I was in. Right. Um, front end of my truck clipped the side of this ridge mm-hmm. shot me sideways into the side of it exploded my airbags all throughout the truck including the side airbags right um the gooseneck ended up stopping me from rolling down this i mean 200 300 foot hill jesus um so when i was um it stopped me sideways like a hook mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. um and i'm sideways looking out of my driver window at at the sky. Wow. And then below me, 
to my right, looking out the passenger window at the ground. I had my shoes off. I was comfy. I mean, no jacket on. I'm inside this this luxury Laramie 3500 uh, with the heater on. Right. And uh, it's just uh, – I'll tell you cold. right – I'll tell you right now. I've been through through rollover drills mm-hmm. in the military. Mm-hmm. I mean, through a mechanical machine, rollover drills. And immediately I went into action. Right. Boom, I threw my shoes on. Had no idea where the hell they were, but I had my shoes on. <laughs> grabbed my jacket, grabbed my cell phone, um, pulled out the flares. I mean, I, ju- I rolled down the damn passenger window mm-hmm. and released my – I cut my seatbelt off, first off. I cut my seatbelt off. Jumped out, I mean, rolled down the passenger window and then jumped out of the freaking passenger window in a matter of, I mean, no less than 30 seconds. Right. Um, you know, pulled, popped the flares. I'm in Trinidad, Colorado on, I forget what section it was, but I was on a back road. Mm-hmm. I was cutting through, going to go sleep at this hotel, um, going to get some real rest. And um, I'm out in the middle of nowhere with no service. Right. Nothing. I had no idea what to do. Um, so I threw on a couple jackets, popped some flares, and waited for somebody to come, a passerby to come by. And finally, somebody did about a couple hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they called called dispatch, whatever, and got some people out there to come uh, recover my truck. So they came out, they got you. You're, they, they took it to the yard. Um, next step, what do you do? Do you do you jump back in and you get a new truck and you say, all right, we're going to roll again, or or what's the next step from that? You have a totaled vehicle. You have you have other people's loads on your truck. Mm-hmm. The loads are they damaged? No, I boy, I I could strap down a load nicely. It it I held all that aluminum. I had about I think about eleven thousand pounds of aluminum extruding that I was taking from. Um, I forget exactly where, but I was headed towards uh, El Paso. Right. So you had you strapped down eleven thousand pounds, which could have made a huge mess on the uh, highway. I'm I'm very surprised that those aluminum extrudings, some of them, that I mean, they were long poles. Yeah. I'm surprised none of them came unbound and shot through the back section of my cab. That'd have been crazy. That would have been nasty. Yeah. It could happen. So now, what do you do? You quit. You, you no. throw in the towel. You say, "Fuck this! It's not worth it. I can't take any more loads. I'm um, I'm done. I'm going to go back and work for someone else." No. Okay. So, what do you do next? What's the next well, big? Because I know there's there's other pieces that fall into here. Well, that, I was having the the, uh, the the recover guy drop me off at a hotel. Okay. All right. Unknown to me, they drop me off at the hotel. I go into the hotel to rent a room. I don't have my ID on me. Right. The the trooper that was out there that was doing the investigation, he handed me back my ID in a little envelope mm-hmm. with uh, all the papers before I got in, right before I got into this whole truck, right before. So I didn't even have time to put it away. Right. Well, I dropped it as I was getting in the truck. Mm-hmm. Had no idea I dropped it. Um, so when I got to the hotel, I realized, that, dude, I searched my bags. I only had two bags. Um, searched my bags. Couldn't get a hotel room. Guy wouldn't give me a hotel even after I explained to him what happened. I'm sorry, man. We can't give you a hotel room. Right. Now, are you at a little hokey hotel in the middle of nowhere and the guy's just being a dick? Or are you a at Super some, 8 hotel. So you're at a big chain hotel and they have expectations. Yeah. And Okay. All right. Super 8 hotel right next to a Burger King. So I was like, all right, screw it. 
I'm going to go over there and get that burger. Yep. I went <laughs> over there and got some breakfast, to be honest. Yeah. And as I was sitting at the table, um, I broke down in tears because everything that I, all the money that I saved up to open up this business, mm-hmm. um, I just lost it in a matter of seconds. Yep. Gone um, on the side of the road. And I didn't know what to do. You know, I let those tears out and uh, somebody saw me crying. He came over to the table and he was like, hey, man, what's up, dude? You okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope. I, you know, I just lost everything. I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, uh, in the middle of Colorado. I don't have my ID. I have money. I right. had a, a stack of cash. You know, I had cash in my pocket, money in the bank on my credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't even go rent a truck right. without yeah, an no, ID. No ID, yeah. Okay, you can't rent a truck. I can't continue to move forward. So, you know, he said, man, I got to go to work. I'll come back uh, around noon, Mm -hmm. and I'll come pick you up if you just wait here. Well, you know, that gave me a little bit of motivation. made me feel good that somebody stepped up like that to want to help me. Um, And, uh, you know, he was with his wife and kids. And so, you know, I wouldn't take a stranger in my car with my wife and kids. Right. Especially if I was having to go to some training myself. Yeah. Especially um, somebody as ugly as you. Oh, yeah. Like you said, <laughs> I got a radio right. radio face. Yeah, guys, you don't want to see him in person. Trust me. <laughs> your mom used to put a, a dog bone around your neck to get the dog to play with you. <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but uh, where was I? Well, you know, after that, um, they came up to me. I finished my breakfast, drank my coffee, and I... Uh, Google mapped it on my my phone of where I got into the truck Mm -hmm. because I knew I dropped it. I was like, man, I know I dropped it when I got into the truck. I had to. Well, it was 30 miles away. What do I do? There was no Uber out there. I looked up the freaking Uber. No Uber. Yeah. No Lyft. No no, no nothing. Believe it or not, there's cities that they just don't have that, you know, and and, uh, Spring Hill. Dude, Spring Hill, finding an Uber or a Lyft is rare, and you would look oh, at Spring really? Hill and think that they're everywhere. So, you know, the, for the people that are listening, there are places in America where that stuff just isn't – just it's not there. It's not available. So you have no way to get back to where you're like you're, – you're convinced the license is there, and that's your oh, only I way of moving forward. So what do you I do next? I take off walking. There you go. I threw – you know, I put my backpack on my back, um, and I'll tell you right now, I've rucked. 20, 30 miles in yeah. the military. Mm-hmm. I can do it. No right. problem. Um, so here I am on the side of the freeway. I'm, I have my little duffel bag hung around my, my neck mm-hmm. in front of me holding it. Were you sticking your thumb out? Nope. So you're you're set on going. So now when you get all the way to this place, what's the next thing in your mind? You get there, let's say, in your mind. You get there. You pick up your ID. Boom, there it is. Now what? Well, I had to search for my ID. I'm not talking about when you actually got there. I'm talking about mentally. Where are you at when you're like, okay, if I arrive, my ID is going to be there. Then what? You walk 30 miles back? Hey, or st- or or somebody stops to want to help me. I'm one of those kind of guys that if you want to help me, yeah, you will stop and help me. Right. I'm not going to ask you for your help. Right. You know, it's like me. If I'm driving past somebody on the side of the freeway mm-hmm. and they look like they need some help, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a man or a female, it doesn't matter. Right. If they look like they need some help. I stop. Yeah. Or I'll turn around. I'll go to the next exit. Right. I'll turn around and I'll double back to help you. Yeah. I will. And I've done it. I mean, 
dozens and dozens of times since I've you know since I've been eight what eighteen right since I could drive yeah. I've always helped people, but like you know I didn't stick my thumb out, so I didn't I wanted somebody to help me on their own. Yeah. So now you get out there. ID. Or well, luckily, that? somebody picked me up halfway. Okay, so somebody, okay. They, they pulled over, they said, hey, man, you know. Yeah, he's going to do it for free. So, you know, picked me up, hey, man, you need some help. You know, jumped in a little truck he had, a little B3200, 2300 or something 2200, like that. 2200, it's a Mazda. 2200, yeah, it's a Mazda. So a little teeny boy. Right, so you oh, reach yeah. over and you start rubbing on him and he's driving. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Uh, but, Over the uh, pants or down the pants? <laughs> uh, oh, man, I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy somebody picked me up. For but, sure, for but, sure. Um, What's the temperature, by the way? Um, That day it was like 45 degrees. Okay, so not blistering cold, but still cold enough. No, not, not the sun was out, so it, was, it got warmer. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, picked me up, you know, told him what happened, showed him where it was, and he says, all right, let's go. He's going to take me, free of charge. Yeah. Um, I ended up giving them gas money. I, I think, I know what, I ended up giving them like 150 bucks. Nice. Um, just to help me. And so we get out there, we mm-hmm. start searching for it. All right. Start searching for it. A car passes by mm-hmm. and I see something flipping down the road. There's my ID. <laughs> There's the ID. We find all the paperwork. Um, next thing you know, we're doubling back. And we go to uh, a budget rental car. Uh huh. Well, budget has some trucks as well. So we, I rented a, a big 24 foot uh, truck. Right. Enclosed. Um, paid the, uh, the, the, the uh, tow truck company to have their forklift driver cross load my load. Uh huh. All right. So they cross loaded the load. Um, and here I am. Driving like you're rolling up this crap, dude. Yeah, overloaded in this truck down to El Paso, in this truck. And that's a long ways. How how far? I mean, driving through um, Texas can take there, you half a day. I think it was like thirteen hundred miles. I was gonna say that's a long, long trip. You're going down the mountains. You're doing everything else, and and so something inside you didn't allow you to give up. Those people were expecting that load. And you had to get that load to them one way or another. And there was a payday at the end of that load, right? Definitely. I was getting paid like two grand just yeah. to deliver that load. So it gave you a little bit of, here, you you've Well, got I'll tell something. you what. I paid I paid $1,600. So you made 400 bucks. Yep. That's, uh, I mean, you're just completely bawling out at that point, you know. 400 bucks. you just lost everything. What do you do next? Well, um, called uh, my dispatcher, let him know. Um, I doubled back from El Paso to Houston, went mm-hmm. and stayed at my father's house, um, let him know what happened. Uh, see, my father was going to end up starting to uh, team drive with me, mm-hmm. so I had to let him know what happened. I get there, let him know what happened, and you know he had my back. He made me feel better. Right. Talked to my dispatch. Um, told me insurance was going to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Ended up not because he ended up undercovering me. Gotcha. Throughout my contract. Right. I mean. So now you're really fucked. Oh, I'm fucked. Now you have all this money dumped into something. It's gone. It's on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. What do you do next? You give up. You say, fuck this. I'm going to start smoking crack. I'm just going to. Well, I mean, I started team driving with another guy. Okay. But his team driving, we weren't making enough money. Right. You know, I'm not right. going to make $200 a week. So at that point, I uh, had my uncle pick me up in um, San Antonio, take me back home. Yeah. Um, when I got back home, 
Nobody was hiring me, sending out my resumes. Here I am going to try to fall back on my degree. And, um, yeah, your phone's a little loud there, buddy. You're loud. But, uh, you know, nobody's hiring me. Mm -hmm. Can't fall back on my degree. Dude, I'm six months out, and I don't have a job. All the savings I've had, I've picked and choose my bills of which ones to pay. Right. Um, I mean, I was depressed. There was days that I just didn't get out of bed. I just laid in bed and just laid there. And that's a deep, dark spot to be in. Mm-hmm. So there you are. You're defeated. Literally. Yeah. I mean, in every sense of the mean, you've lost everything. You've lost hope. You've lost confidence. You've lost drive. You've lost everything. I, I, yeah, I almost lost confidence in humanity. Right. This person was supposed to be my friend. Yeah, and they fucked you. And yes, he did. Ro- it's, royally. It, it's it's always the people that you least suspect that sometimes do it the hardest. And I'm not saying go out there and, and be suspicious of everybody, but protect yourself. You know, because all too often, especially when it comes to the opposite sex, or for some people, the same sex. But all too often, people think, oh, I can put all my trust in this person. They would never fuck me over, right? And then what happens? I hope not. Sometimes we learn that lesson the hard way. Not everybody. But sometimes we learn that lesson the hard way. We figure out that people are just out there and they're just evil people sometimes. And maybe they, their first intention wasn't to be evil, but maybe greed. And when I say greed, I'm not talking about just monetary greed. I'm talking about greed in general. Mm-hmm. It gets in front of them and they forget about that relationship or that friendship or, hey, maybe we'll, nobody will ever find out. You know, nobody wakes up in the morning and embezzles money or anything like that because they think they're going to get caught. Nobody ever wakes up in the morning and fucks somebody else because they think they're going to get caught, you know. So those are the things that we have to look at. So let's fast forward. You're here. You're you're doing well. You got a smile on your face. You're getting your shit back together, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. I'm doing much better. You're jumping into a different career field, which you, you you're doing very well at. But, you know, you're progressing, you're learning, you've got that spark going again, you got that bounce in your steps, step, so to speak. And, and when I say bounce, I'm not talking about the light footed one. I'm talking about you, you've got some forward momentum going. Right. Um, I also have motivation. And what's your, what's your motivation? Um, That's really easy to well, ask, but it's, it's not really it's easy really to answer. It's really easy to ask, but not yeah. really easy to answer. Um, to help people, to help yourself, to, help to grow. To help my, you know, help, help people I know. Yeah. Um, we, and you know. we've done some of that. We've helped a oh, friend yeah. of yours and kind of done what we could do in order to make that person be in the position they need to be in. And you mm-hmm. see how impactful it is, how what you can do could potentially change somebody's direction and change their life. Right. And we're just fucking mortgage people. Like, think about how stupid our job. And I, I say that, but I mean that in a respect, you know. Our job, when you look at it from a surface level, you're like, that's dumb. Why would I ever want to do that? But then when you realize how much you impact and affect people's lives – that changes. Yes, changes the concept of that. Especially the way we do it. Yes. Well, and the other thing is, too, is, is when you and I met, we talked about mission. Mm-hmm. And you said you didn't have a mission. And hopefully something we've done throughout this, this small span of time has helped you at least identify an idea. You know, maybe not a, a, an all-out mission, but an idea of how to move forward. Right. And so now everything that you're doing is behind you or that, that had happened. That's behind you and we're on to a new chapter. We flip the page and it's time to keep moving. The biggest thing is you never gave up. You may have gotten down. You may have lost confidence. You may have lost your faith in people. You probably got fat. 
But <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't go to the gym. <laughs> you probably got fat. You probably drank some beer. Uh, way too much. How did that beer? I mean, didn't drinking that beer? Didn't you fucking pop up after being drunk overnight and say, "Wow, I'm gonna get it done today." No, of course not, because no. that never fixes shit, right? No, it doesn't. I know that from experience. I know that getting drunk and drowning your sorrows never actually fixes shit. So if you could tell a person that's down in the dumps right now, one lesson, one thing you've learned, one thing that stuck with you, what would it be? To have faith in yourself. In yourself. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that, in yourself. Not in other people. Not worrying about people coming to fix your shit, right? But in yourself and having that faith in yourself that you can make it happen. Because the, the fact of the matter is you have to be able to look in the mirror and be confident that you can do the job before anyone else can look in the mirror and say you can do the job. I right. mean, that's, that's factual. I yeah. can't look at you and be like, bro, you can do this if you can't fucking do it yourself, right? That's true. So you get up you get after it. Mm-hmm. You reset and you start going again. This life's too fucking long to give up on on a small little thing. You're talking, how long do you have the trucking company? How long were you a hot shot taking loads from other people? Oh my people? goodness, only five months. So five months out of your life seemed like the end of the world, right? Five months, failure hits, end of the world, fuck this, but it was five months. How old are you? I'm now 36. Old ass, old <laughs> ass. So 36. You know, at 36 years old, you've spent 432 months on this earth. So just think. There's all that, you know, oh, I wasted all this time. I did this. You know, this goes, This stays true for relationships, too. A lot of people, they spend a year, two years, three years with somebody, five years, 10 years, 15 years with somebody, and all that shit falls apart. And guess what? You got five years, 10 years. Even if you have two days left, you still have more in front of you than you do behind you. Right. Because you can never go back and reset. You can never go back and say, fuck, I should have stayed at a different hotel. But what you can do is – Project what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said this not too long ago. They said, what it is you want to do, your aspirations, everything else, it's in your imagination. It's where you see your life in the future, and that's your imagination. I can't look at you, and I can't say, hey, this is what you're going to do with your future. But if you believe in yourself, other people will believe in you. If you believe in yourself and do so with confidence, you could accomplish a lot. And resetting and restarting and regrouping is sometimes a necessary thing, right? Oh, it, it was. So now when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you see the same person that you've seen during that period of time when you were in your darkest moments? Now that I can look at myself in the mirror again, right. no, I don't. Good. And now when you look around and you see the people that you've surrounded yourself with, your girlfriend, your kids, your family, all those people, you can look around and see something worth pushing for, right? Oh, yes. You can look at yourself and see something worth pushing for. The fact of the matter is we all get down sometimes. It's how we get out of that that mindset and how we continue to drive forward. You know, we always believe and we're our worst enemies when it comes to this, that we're always in the darkest hour when we're down. You know, when we hit the bottom, it's the darkest time ever, but we have to realize that there's other people out there that wish they were in our shittiest times because our shittiest times are their best times. So that being said, I mean, dude, you just told a story of you losing everything. Yeah. About broken the tears. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I held them together. They're cutting onions next door. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I know this was a long winded one, Luis. I know that was a story that was hard for you to tell. Um, you know, I expected you to start crying. I wasn't going to do anything but laugh at you, 
But no, I'm just kidding. I held them in, man. Right, right. I was just going to show you this picture right here that you drew on my notebook. (laughs) But, you know, that just goes to show. It doesn't matter how low you get into something. You can figure it out, you know, at at our darkest moment. Once again, there's somebody in this world at our darkest time that wishes they were in that, that moment because that would be their brightest day. There's people that wish they had the money to afford a 3,500 Laramie diesel Ram to wreck on the side of the road. You know, there's people that wish they had the motivation to be able to go back out to find that ID. There's people that wish they could walk to go out and make that 30 mile trek. So whenever you look at something, look at it with the the perspective that even in your lowest time, you're still doing better than somebody else. Right. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Luis, thank you for your story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. You may not realize this, but what you're doing and what you share may help one person. That's the whole reason why this thing's this whole podcast started. I wanted to help one person. Right. And I figured out over the over the hell, it's almost been two years now that I've been doing this, that it has helped people. You know, and it will help people and it'll continue to help people. And you know how it is. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass to come up with a topic. And you're like, fuck, what am I going to do a podcast on? And we figure it out. And guess no, what? We did. It comes out great, right? Yeah, it did. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you have a great weekend. We look forward to talking to you soon.